Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August the 20th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. It is definitely a little bit, it's it's more warm again, but you know, hey, the, the weatherman predicted this, so I'm, I'm mentally prepared. But uh, that being said, it, it's been a good weekend. It's been nice. Uh, let's see, Food Corner, we had a good one. Uh, the suggestion was made to go to the cone. So we went there and we got some ice cream. What I got, and, and here's the thing, I've said this before, like the cone comes to my job. I'm kind of jaded on that now. Like ice cream's not that big for me, like whatever, sure, sure, sure. But we got there, and I got to say one thing that was nice. I hadn't been there since I was, like, a teenager. So it's nice that they've kind of ch- just changed things a bit. Like, there's, like, a like a drive through that's way more workable. Um, you can kind of just get your, your ice cream and kind of get out of there. Like, I don't know. It's, it's nice that it's still crowded, but it's still, like, it's better. It's better filtered. So anyway, that's kind of a local thing, whatever. Um, but I decided to get – well, I looked at the menu because the last time I went there – in person and got something i got the wizard was very akin to a blizzard if you're familiar with dairy queen ah man if you're an international body i don't know uh, essentially it's it's like a mcflurry hopefully you guys have mcflurries at your mcdonald's but um you know ice cream they mix it with other things like oreos um m&ms yada yada, yada. but um the wizard i got was the fried ice cream wizard which is an intriguing title so i'm already clicking on that i'm already like yeah like yeah go ahead and give me that it was either that or the buckeye blizzard which is like a buckeye uh, peanut butter chocolate situation which i imagine is pretty good uh let's see but this had cinnamon powder it had waffle cone in it like they crumbled it up had like nice little chunk pieces in there chocolate i think caramel's in there too uh, it had a lot going on it was really yummy also whipped cream and a cherry on top so yeah um overall that was a yummy experience yeah that would that'd be a great food corner right there right then got mellow mushroom and i ordered let's see pepperoni and sausage pizza which is really yummy unlike the last time when i kind of got the pepperoni and tomato pizza i don't know why i was being so so weird like that was unnecessary um so yeah this pizza was much better got pretzels those were yummy so couldn't lose it was it was win-win cross the board good food corner uh let's see as for today you know I, i went for a little walkie we're trying to we're trying to make that a staple thing here trying to make that very canon now um that went well that was nice and let's see here anything else no i went to the grocery store you know did my grocery shopping uh i will say i've been running a little bit late today so i guess that's kind of been a that's kind of the theme of the week i've kind of like slept in a bit and then like kind of cascaded behind but a little bit busier at the grocery store today but overall it was fine i got all my my goodies that's that's always uh good you know you never know when you go to the grocery store these days ever since 2020 i keep my head on a swivel you know i'm getting my extra chili flakes you know i'm I'm staying alert (laughs) all right enough about me let's go ahead take a little breaky 
And then we'll get into some news. Nice little Sunday, chill day, fun day things. Yeah, and by chill and fun, I mean, like, you know, fucking rockets landing on the moon. Hard, hard, hard landings. <laughs> That's the chill show we're talking about today. Okay, no. Um, from BBC News, Russia's Luna 25 spacecraft crashes into moon. All right, all right. Let's get into this. Russia's unmanned Luna spacecraft has crashed into the moon after spinning out of control, officials say. It was Russia's first moon mission in almost 50 years. The craft was due to be the first to ever land on the moon's south pole, but failed after encountering problems as it moved into its pre-landing orbit. Um, It was set to explore a part of the moon which scientists think could hold frozen water and precious elements. Uh, Let's see here. Now, really... I, I wanted to kind of talk about the story just because it's like, ha, 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 like, but not maybe for the reasons that maybe some people might want to uh, poo-poo on the story. But to me, this was just like, Russia wanted to kind of steal the shine here a little bit because um, Russia was racing to the moon South Pole against India, whose Chandrayaan-3 spacecraft is scheduled to land there in the coming days and send a rover to explore rocks, craters, gathering data and images to send back to Earth. Now, that's something I really wanted to, you know, cover. You know, I'm a little bit of a space boy, um, but I've kind of bogged down in other news. Uh, So I kind of wanted to kind of use this story to talk about that as well. Hopefully, excuse me, I can, um, you know, update you guys from here on uh, that situation. Uh, I think it's really cool. That, you know, we're going back to the moon, if you will, to see literally the other side of it and, you know, get more data, more information. I think that that kind of shit is sweet. Um, That being said, there's a ton of problems, you know, (laughs) on Earth (laughs) that I I find myself wanting to talk about on the podcast. So I just haven't really been able to get to it. But yeah, I mean, Russia tried. They wanted to, you know, roll the dice here, push the limit and try to get ahead of India here. And it kind of backfired. Uh, There's a lot of talk of soft and or hard landings. Uh, Russia made a hard landing. And, uh, you know, sadly their uh, spacecraft did not make it. It is... (laughs) And currently I believe the Chandrayaan-3 is like in orbit right now. Uh, They're currently like sending pictures and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Hopefully it has a successful landing. You know, kind of proving like, like, hey, patience is a virtue. You plot along the right way, you try your course, you set it out, and, you know, things happen. So, I don't know. I'm rooting for that more than this. Uh, that being said, I think that's that's more or less it here. Um, you know, RIP Luna 25, you you came, you, you flew, and you crashed. All right. Um, in other news, The Guardian. British Museum sacks staff member after items vanish from collection. The British Museum has sacked a member of staff and imposed emergency measures 
to ensure or to increase security after it found items from its collection to be missing. It launched an independent review of security after items, including gold jewelry and gems of semi-precious stones and glass dating from the 15th century BC to the 19th century AD, were found to be missing, stolen, or damaged. Legal action against the dismissed member of staff will be taken, and the matter will be, and the matter is also being investigated by the Economic Crime Command of Metropolitan Police. Uh, so let's see. Uh, most of the missing items were small pieces kept in a storeroom belonging to one uh, to one of the museum's collections. None had recently been on public display. And they had, and they were kept primarily for academic and research purposes. I don't believe they've like re- like uh, released the name of the guy yet. Um, that being said, um, I imagine this guy's just been kind of taking advantage of the situation, whoever this person is, and um, was just like pilfering from this storeroom, uh, thinking that you know you weren't gonna get caught and you were just gonna make some profit. Uh, that being said, the museum is trying to, you know, go through a recovery process and, you know, get the items back. Hopefully they're successful there. Because um, that's the thing that's really fucked up here, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't really root for museums. You kind of have a lot of items that are taken from, you know, you know, a bunch of countries and places of origin that they really should have just stayed in. And now you're kind of making a profit out of, you know, this or, I mean, hopefully you are doing nice things with them in terms of like research purposes, whatever, sure, whatever. But like, they should just go back to where they, they, they belong, in my opinion. Uh, that being said, them being, you know, pilfered and then sold to private sellers and things of that nature, like, that's no good either. Then it's like, you know, now it's just some guy person and they're just like yeah now i have this thing and i get to look at it and oogle at it and show it to my friends like that's also fucked up and annoying um so yeah i mean obviously it's this is uh you know a little bit of a heist thing so you know you guys know i love covering heist talking about that kind of shit but um i don't know weird night at the museum if you will kind of moment uh i'm gonna talk about a little bit other than that, though, I mean, there's more details here. If you feel free to read that if you'd like. But let's talk chicken. I want to. I want to move along. Um, from I believe what is this? NBC, NBC Ten, Philadelphia. Stop work orders issued to 27 Boston Market locations in New Jersey over workers' rights violations. Also, uh, what is it? The Associated Press, I believe, now has an article up about this as well. Uh, I'm just going to run with this one. This is the first one I found. Uh, let's see here. Oh, excuse me. Oh, boy. Nearly 30 Boston Market restaurants throughout New Jersey have been issued stop work orders after the Department of Labor and Workforce Development reportedly found multiple violations of workers' rights, including more than $600,000 in back wages owed to 314 workers. Now, I don't know about you, but Boston Market has a little, little place in my heart. Like, I, I grew up um, in St. Louis, Ohio. I believe in both places at the time, you know, during my childhood, there were Boston Markets available. 
Now, I think what kind of happened is like your local grocery kind of got hip to what Boston Market was doing. Uh, man, if you're a Zoomer or not really familiar, Boston Market essentially is a place you can kind of go in. You and it's been a while for me uh, since I was like a little kid, and now in like Ohio, there I don't think there are any. Uh, but you go into a Boston Market, you get a rotisserie chicken. I believe maybe they had some sides too. You could also add like to and get like take home. And, you know, it was essentially just a ready-to-eat chicken. You take it home and boom, you're good to go. But now I believe your, your local Publix, your Kroger, insert grocery store here, has the same kind of thing. So it kind of, like, I, I think what Costco has, like, a fucking really cost-effective um, uh, rotisserie chicken. You know, that shit's, like, almost inflation-proof. So, I mean, Boston Market's kind of been on the outs in a lot of ways. But, um, essentially... It's still a thing, I believe, like, Boston area, you know, northern area. I don't know where they're really hidden. I didn't do too much research here. But um, that being said, it's fucked up here that if no matter how you're doing good or bad, if you're withholding wages from your employees, that is something as a, as a worker, it's a nightmare for me. It's something that one of the first things I thought about is... What would happen? Because I'm I'm an anxious guy. I, I think about the worst case things. I live there. Like, what happens in a world where you don't get fucking paid? And the idea of saying, hey, I'm clocking in, I'm doing my shit, and I'm waiting for my fucking paycheck. And when you're young, sure, you pine over the, like, oh, man, like, what are the things I'm going to buy with my paycheck? Uh, or maybe not, you know, it depends on your economic situation, but, like, when you're older, for sure, it's like, no, you're not planning, you're like, hey, these are my bills, I'm, I'm charting all this shit out, I'm gonna get paid, I'm gonna, you know, clear my ledger, we're gonna be good to go there, I'm gonna take my little fucking pennies, and, you know, buy a little snacky poo treat thing, and I'm gonna live my life, that's my fucking $200 I'm passing go, imagine you don't fucking get that, so, I don't know. I know it seems kind of small. We're just talking about fucking New Jersey, a couple of fucking Boston markets maybe, but I don't know. I, I just wanted to highlight this kind of shit because you, you shouldn't just be allowed to kind of get away with this kind of fucking behavior just saying like, oh, I know times are tough, but we're just not going to pay our people. Like, no, 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 no. You should have already been done then. You should be stop work. Like, what the fuck? You shouldn't have to have the Department of Labor come in and shut you down. Like, if you aren't paying your people, that's a fucking problem. That's a fucking travesty, man. Like, it it, it, it it truly is just, like, a nightmare to me. And I just can't imagine being an employee, you're just trying to make your fucking bread, and this shit fucking happens to you. Um, Let's see here. What else do I want to cover from this? Uh, they, they do highlight, like, all of the locations, I won't bog you down on that, uh, let's see here, the NJDOL, um, claims its investigators found 607, $471,000 in back wages owed to 314 workers, as well as 1214 thousand nine hundred and forty two dollars in liquidated damages boston chicken of new jersey official says was also assessed an administration administrative fee of 182,000 or $182,241 and 30 cents and 549 
$500,000 in administrative penalties. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of money damage there, but at the end of the day, all I give a fuck is that you pay your employees. Like, just fucking pay your people. Like, God damn it, man. Um, alright, we got one more story to cover. Whew, I'm back to the sweat. We're so back to the sweat. Um, so yeah, we got one more story to cover. I'm gonna take a little break. Ah, oh, man. Uh, but this one, this one goes out to Maurice Miller. This, 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 this one, uh, the strength... It's for him. All right, and we'll get into why. All right, from ABC News. Gene edited pig kidney transplanted into brain dead patient one month ago is still functioning, doctors say. Uh, doctors at NYU Lingone in New York City announced Wednesday that they have successfully transplanted a genetically engineered pig kidney into a human who is declared brain dead in what they call a landmark step forward. A surgical team removed the kidneys of the human recipient in July of 2023 and transplanted the pig kidney as well as the thymus. Before before the transplant, the pig kidney was modified to remove alpha-gal, a sugar molecule on the surface of pig cells that triggers a rare allergy to red meat as well as organ rejection. Uh, I'll go ahead here and just uh, read the Google definition of what a thymus gland is. Uh, let's see. The thymus gland is the is in the chest between the lungs. It makes the white blood cells or the T lymphocytes, which are part of the immune system and help fight infection. The thalamus gland, thalamus gland is in the chest between the lungs and between the and behind the breastbone or the sternum. It is just in front of and above the heart. So these were put into the transplant and, um, you know, so far they have been working well, which is cool, which is it's good. This is a, a you know, very sweet advancement. I know we've talked about this before on the podcast. It's also referenced in the article, you know, about the heart transplant from a pig, you know, genetically modified. Granted, now that only lasted a couple of months. That was still a, an advancement that it worked and a human being that was unable to, you know, actually make um, an actual transplant due to his situation. So, you know, they made it work for him and he got two more months of life. I mean, that, that's still a very sweet and awesome moment. And um, Maurice Miller, he had a brain cancer that, um, you know, put him into a state of brain death. So, you know, his family, you know, was like, yeah, we're really happy that he got a chance to do this. He was a very, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and read here. Uh, the transplant recipient was 57-year-old Maurice Miller. His sister, Mary Miller Duff, expressed pride in her brother being involved in the historic transplant. Mo, as I like to call him, was kind, was a kind, giving brother who's, who loved life and always lent a helping hand. 
it is only fitting that in his final act, he will be helping so many in the need through his innovative medical advancement. So, I mean, I think that, that this is always kind of a sweet thing. It, it's something that's like, it, it, it appeals to me just because, you know, I know my dad, um, you know, when he passed, body was donated to science. So, you know, whenever I get to see people have their moment where it's just like, look, you know, you're doing something really good here, you know, even after life. I think that's always a, a sweet thing to celebrate. Um, you know, even if it might seem minor to some people that like the advancement is still a step forward in medicine. And it's really cool to see how medicine like moves so fast where they're like, yo, we kind of learned from even like that kind of heart situation. And we applied more to this situation and it's going to be even better here. And I imagine even from this situation, they're going to build and learn from that. So I think this shit is fucking sweet and figured it'd be nice to talk about on a, you know, little Sunday episode. But yeah, that's all we got for today. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for being a friend. And hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.